0: Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhagavate vasudevaya. vasudevaya. So, as I said in the email, we are going to go a little bit ahead and go to the... uh, first number in chapter 29 82 and then start the chapter 30 okay verse goes like this that having undergone austerities and penances at Kapil Ashram king Prachanibarhi attained full liberation from all material designations he constantly engaged in the transcendental loving service of the lord and attained a spiritual position qualitatively equal to that of the personal, Supreme Personality of Godhead. And there was just this one sentence, two sentences, that really struck me right at the end of the purport. 2982. I, I said in the email that we'd skip from 80, 64 up to 82 uh, to get to uh, the uh, 30th chapter as soon as possible. Okay? Is that all right? 82? I think I'm on the right chapter this time for a change. So Prabhupada writes in the purport that the word dira means sober, and avira means hero. One who is struggling against maya is a hero, and one who is sober enough to understand his position is a dira. Without being sober or heroic, one cannot attain spiritual salvation. So there's this side of Krishna consciousness, right? There's the side of, well, you know, they're all, you know, of they're all similar, you know, taking shelter of Krishna and developing our love and chanting with tears in our eyes and things like that. And also that, that this sober and heroic, that it takes a hero to be attracted to those things and, and, and then automatically be uh, uninterested in the goings and comings of this material world. And I think probably most of us have experienced. That if you try to just become uninterested in the material world, it doesn't work that well. You really need to be attracted to something else. This is actually going to be the theme of today's Sunday open house class. <clears throat> Krishna willing. Um, so here, Dira, right? Like uh what's the what's our famous verse that we know from the word dira? Yeah, what how does it begin? So, Agama, pae, no, nityas. Nope. Wrong verse. I knew you guys. I thought, wait a second. That's not the right verse. How about they, how about they, hino, shmin, nita, de, hey, komaram, yobaram, jara, tata, de, hunter, aptir, ndhiras, tatra, namuyati, right? Very good. For once, I was right and you were wrong. So, yes, so, this idea of being sober, um, especially in the eyes of Maya. Because Maya just seems so innocent sometimes. And I'll just, you know, do this, I'll just do that. But a sober person knows okay, it may be innocent like this or that, but it can take me down the, what do they say in the, in the rabbit hole of, of, of Maya. Right? So a sober person k- keeps in mind the, the philosophy. And, and especially, I, I think of, when I, think, when I hear the word sober, I think of Gyan you know, uh, that we're not this body, the material world is not a place of enjoyment, All you know, uh, verses like that, that talk about the, uh, the uh, um, connection between man and woman as the, uh, as the root cause of problems in this world. I was thinking, I don't know if I should quote this or not in the class this afternoon, but it's actually even before my time, Right, it was a, a, a movie that was made in the 50s with, with Frank Sinatra and uh, Merlin Brando. No, yeah, Marlin Brando. Uh, and it's called Guys and Dolls. And uh, one of the lines is, you can, you can definitely apply it to our Shastra, right? That, uh, what does it called? When you see a gent paying all kinds of rent for a flat that can flatten the Taj Mahal, <laughs> call it sad, call it funny but it's better than even money, that the guy's only doing it for some doll. <laughs> right? So, right? so, you know, they understood uh, the Bhagavatam very well. <laughs> that song, right? That we get, we get very uh, entangled in the material world. So sobriety is that. And then a hero is that once you see the choice between Maya and Krishna, you're heroic enough take shelter of Krishna. To get out of the ignorance that kind of says, Oh, oh this bead bag weighs a thousand pounds, right? right? You know, and it's so much easier to just turn on the television. It's so much easier, right? Or the mode of passion that well I'm kind of too too running around trying to get things done to really focus on my uh, you know, hearing and chanting. So a hero sees that in their life and says, boss, <laughs> right? And sits down and uh, gets ab- uh, absorbed in hearing, chanting, serving, preaching, whatever the, the Krishna conscious activity at that time is. So here we want to be uh, sober and heroic. Yeah? Some thoughts on this? Yes, Boo. Oh, yeah, there's a microphone, right? Uh, I think Anandarupa, Anandarupa has it. She's hiding it. She's she's hoarding it. It's on.
1: Hare That verse, Utsaha Nishya Dharya Tat Tat Parvartanat, that comes to mind. Utsaha Nishya. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Very,
0: very good. good. Yes, that in the nectar, in the Samrita. Yeah. Yeah. Enthusiasm, patience, confidence. What are the other three following the principles? Determination. Determination. Uh, and following the footsteps of the previous acharyas, right? Uh, and these are the uh, four, uh, six uh, favorable yes. things to devotional service, especially utsahan, nishchaya, dharyat. Enthusiasm is a very interesting combination, isn't it? Patience and confidence. So you're very, sometimes you think of enthusiasm could lead to impatience, mm-hmm. right? But here it's enthusiasm, patience, and confidence that... This, th- there is Krishna. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Other thoughts? Okay, so let's move on to this amazing chapter, 30. Okay. Vidura inquired from Maitreya, O oh, Brahmana, you formally spoke about the sons of Prachinibarhi and informed me that they satisfied the Supreme Personality of Godhead by chanting the song, a song composed by Lord Shiva. What did they achieve in this way? So we're going, now we're going from, Prachini Barhisat's been delivered by Narada, All right? So now Vidura is asking Maitreya about, well, what about the, those, uh, what about his sons? What happened to them? Huh? 30 text 1. 30 text 1. Sorry, for. Uh, yeah, go to the next chapter. Okay? Text 2. My dear, uh, Barhas Patya. That means a disciple of Brihaspati. What did the sons of King Barhisat, known as the Prachetas, obtain after meeting Lord Shiva, who is very dear to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the bestower of liberation? Certainly, they were transferred to the spiritual world, but apart from that, what did they obtain within this material world, either in this life or in other lives? And so Maitreya is going to reply to Vidura and say, The sons of King Prachinibarhi, known as the Prachetas, underwent severe austerities within the seawater to carry out the order of their father. By chanting and repeating the mantras given by Lord Shiva, they were able to satisfy Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Prabhupada writes in the purport, one can offer prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly, but if one repeats the prayers offered by the great devotees like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma, or if one follows in the footsteps of great personalities, one can please the supreme personality of Godhead very easily. So I thought this was significant. It's, it comes up in the nectar of devotion, in the uh, within the sixty-four items of bhakti. Right, the one is called vigyapti, uh, mm, uh, which means submission. Right, and there it says that. Uh, and so submission, of course, is a personal prayer that expresses one's sentiments towards Lord Krishna. Right? This is that's different than the next item, which we're going to, in the Nectar of Devotion or um, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which is reciting notable prayers from Shastra or other great souls. So there's both. There's our own prayers uh, to to the Lord, and then there's also reciting prayers of other great teachers acharyas right and we can do both right sometimes we you, you want to just go up to krishna and, and reveal your heart to him and ask for help and that's that's wonderful that should be done and additionally there's so many wonderful prayers that we can uh, recite um there's the even in Bhaga, not even, but in Bhagavad Gita when our saw the universal form, there's beautiful prayers there and, and of course Prabhupada was very fond of the prayers of Queen Kunti. Right? What are some other wonderful prayers? Kajendra's prayers, Brahma's prayers, Bhishma Dev's prayers, Pallad Maharaja's prayers. And then in more modern times, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's songs, Narottam Das Thakur's songs. Śrīla Prabhupāda's prayers on the Jaladutta, let me dance, O Lord, let me dance as you like. Make me dance, O Lord, make me dance as you like. Right. So there's so many uh, prayers, and as Prabhupāda writes here, um, but if one repeats the prayers offered by the great devotees, like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahmā, or follows in the footsteps of great personalities, one can please the Lord very easily. Right? So prayer is uh, it, it, it's, it's one of the ninefold processes, right? How does that go? Shravanam. Sravanam. parasevanam Archanam. Vandana. Which one is prayers? Mandanam. Right, right. And I would I would think that also it's, it's, a, it's a form of hearing when we read or study or understand the prayers of the great acharyas and the great uh, personalities in the Bhagavatam. Right? You know... Um, and there's also some beautiful, beautiful prayers in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yes, Jiva Tattu. Akura attained perfection just by prayers. Yes, very good. Yes, so it's, it's, it's an it's a important process. And one of the wonderful things about it, of course, so many wonderful things, it puts us in the right mood. Right? Especially if we offer prayers of pure devotion when we're not asking the Lord for anything material. But even if we're asking the Lord for something material, it's still uh, the the prayer, the person is sukritina, is is pious, because they're not just thinking, I don't, who needs God, right? But they're taking shelter of God, even if it's not for the most uh, amazing things. But then you hear, you know, Bhaktivinoda Thakur will pray that he says that if what gives me pleasure gives you displeasure, my Lord, then I reject it. And if what gives you pleasure gives me displeasure, then I accept it. Well, that's, that's a high stage, yes. And of course, then, as mentioned in the um, Nectar of Devotion, there's prayers um, in that, of a very high prayer, you know, very high prayers of lela samai, of great longing. And we can remember this one. Uh, Prabhupada writes in the Nectar Devotion In other words, one should learn how to cry for the Lord, one should learn this small technique. He should be very eager and actually cry to become engaged in some particular type of service. This is called lolyam, and such tears are the price for the highest perfection. Nice, huh? Some thoughts? gudas?
2: Just one, and it's so obvious to devotees that uh, it almost bears not mentioning the fact that uh, a prayer in which one's heart is not into it, becomes niyamagraha, and a prayer that's sincere is what the Lord pays attention to.
0: Yeah, the Krishna... Um, but I think it's a spectrum. It's not a light switch. It's a, a dimmer. <laughs> is that what they call right? <laughs> in other words, there's not uh, no sincerity or full sincerity. There's a whole spectrum. And even if we're not very sincere in our prayer, we should still pray. And day slowly, 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 we can pray to uh, become sincere. Yeah, yes, especially if you, we associate with sincere people. If you look around this room, it's filled with all kinds of sincere Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis. Yes,
3: Hare
0: Krishna
3: reminds me of Saint Augustine's quote. Pray as if everything depends on God, work as if everything depends on you. Right. So there's the second side of the coin.
0: Pray as if everything depends on God. Work as if everything depends on you. Then I heard uh, a a sadhu turn that around and said, work as if everything depends on God, and pray as if everything depends on you. (laughs) St. Augustine also said once... uh, my dear Lord, please grant me celibacy, but not yet. <laughs> Shall we move on? Text number four. At the end of 10,000 years of severe austerities performed by the prachetas, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, to reward their austerities, appeared before them in his very pleasing form. This appealed to the prachetas and satisfied the labor of their austerities. And Prabhupada writes in the purport, The supreme personality of God had appreciated the austerities undergone by the prachetas. And he finally appeared before them in a pleasing form. Thus they all became satisfied and forgot the austerities they underwent. In the material world, if one is successful after hard labor, he is very pleased. Similarly, he doesn't say instead of, but he says similarly, the devotee forgets all his labors and austerities as soon as he contacts the supreme personality of Godhead. Jiva Maharaj was only a 5-year-old boy. He underwent severe austerities by eating simple simply uh by eating simply dry foliage, drinking only water and taking no food. In this way after 6 months he was able to see the supreme personality of Godhead face to face. When he saw the Lord he forgot all his austerities and said uh Swamin Tosmi." My dear Lord, I am very pleased. So I think we have this experience in our life, right? That uh, just like in the Gita, it says, uh, mode of goodness is uh, nec- poison in the beginning and nectar in the end, right? And sense gratification is nectar in the beginning and poison in the end. And the mode of ignorance is just poison, <laughs> right? It's like... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we, we, we experience this... Uh, I think I spoke about this last week. Even I just remember distributing books out in crazy cold weather. Like we lived in Michigan, and going out in parking lots and places to distribute, and it was so hard sometimes to get out of the van. But once we did and started, you know, giving people some of Prabhupada's books, and especially by the end of the day, we were like, just felt like total happiness, right? Or you know, you usually I, my experience is on Janmasami, It's like that six or seven, eight o'clock at night is the toughest time. Is that I don't know if that's your experience. That, that's kind of like, oh, can, I, can I make it? Can I make it? You know. Then you kind of right. But afterwards, you feel so much better that you actually fasted for Janmasami Then you know, you gave in and had it. You know, plate this big of maha before or something like that. When I was a just first coming to the temple in 1976, I went to, uh, Janmastami and Badri Narayan, Prabhu at that time, now Swami. He gave me the whole 12 noon offering and said, you don't, you're new, you don't have to fast. <laughs> I just had the whole point of, Rajpoga offering. Oh, Lord. But, but I think we have this, experience, right? You know, you go through some challenges, right? Let's say you really work hard to graduate from university. Anyone here go to IIT? okay usually there's someone my did you none you didn 't go IIT? Maya <laughs> uh, you know you work so hard or you know even to get into a university right especially iIT what are they they it's the hardest university in the world to get into isn't it in terms of percentage right and you study from like the age of thirteen or fourteen right up to the exam time right isn't it you really study you start very early but if you actually get in now there's material consideration then you't you kind of forget about those four years of, you know, not doing anything else. So what to speak of when we actually have the darshan of the Lord. And, okay, so we may have fasted. We may have, you know, have done this and done that austerity and, and you know, avoided going to, uh, you know, uh, eating at restaurants or, you know, onions and garlic and whatever it is that, you know, would be austerity for us. Um, <clears throat> but you, you, know, you, you reach, you you attain such a wonderful goal and you don't, don't think about it, right? So poison in the beginning, but nectar in the end. And I think we've all had that experience in one way or another in our life, even before being devotees. What to speak of in, in spiritual practices, to to struggle hard for something and then to uh, attain that, right? And, and it's also... Um, it's not just the goal, the Krishna consciousness is also about the process. Right we say sambandha, Abhideya Prayojana, right? And sambandha is is uh knowing our relationship with Krishna, especially right? And then Abhideya is the process, acting within that relationship, and then attaining the goal of Krishna Prema. But the, the nice thing about it is the sadya. Uh, the uh, sadhana and the sadhya are the same right the the practice and the goal are the same we hear and chant now is our practice and we hear and chant about Krishna in the spiritual world right? so I thought this was a, a significant statement that Prabhupada well the verse is making that Prabhupada is emphasizing here in the purport some thoughts on this? Andy? I don't know how does it? I just I don't know if you can answer this,
2: but how does realizing what our relationship with Krishna actually steer how we do our service?
0: How does okay? Because there's different
2: relationships you can yes
0: yes, well okay so where we are at right now in our Krishna consciousness, we our focus is our relationship is servant, right, to Krishna, jivara sarupa haya Krishna rneti das. And then we were just studying this in Nectar of Instruction in the Bhakti Shastri class. Then as we progress uh, and we start hearing and chanting about some of the residents of Vrindavan, some of Krishna's eternal associates, and we become attracted to one of those by Krishna's arrangement, by the spiritual master's guidance. Um, And then we want to anuga, follow in the footsteps of that person who has rag or incredible attachment, for the Lord. They're called ragatmika devotees. They're eternally fixed uh, devotees. Then we become rag anuga. We follow in the footsteps of their rag, their attachment to Krishna. And then, at least within our mind and in our heart, we start doing a very, very particular service to the Lord. This is a very advanced stage, right? But we may be uh, making flower garlands for the Lord, right? Or... Or etc. And and following in the footsteps of those great devotees. Now we don't externally do that, right? Like you, let's say your eternal relationship with Krishna is one in Madhurya Ras, in one of the assistants of the assistants of the Gopis, right? So in this life, you, we're not. You don't start putting on a sari and like that. So. Uh, Seva Sadaka Rupena, Siddha Rupena Chaturi. That we, the uh, example is given of Rupa Goswami. Externally, he, he was Rupa Goswami. He was chanting on his beads. He was paying obeisances to the Vaishnavas. He was uh, whatever, you know, uh, circumambulating over on what hill, what, what devotees do externally. Internally, he was Rupa Manjari and absorbed in his service to Radha and Krishna. Is that All right. This is all explained in nectar of devotion, and Chaitanya charitamrita So if we see you in a sari next week, we're going to be very upset. Go ahead, Gurudas. Do you want to say something? Hare Krishna. No, um,
2: I just wanted to refer to your previous point. Um, you were mentioning about austerities and then reaching the goal, and you brought up. About the class, about the uh,
0: IIT. Getting into a, a prestigious university, yes.
2: And I just wanted to uh, say that at, as someone in the education field, it's um, amazing how hard some students work to get to the, the point of passing the test or graduating. Right. But then um, sometimes they. Tend to minimize after that what they had all of the knowledge that they uh, had accumulated up to that point. In other words, it was almost like once the goal was reached, there was a relaxing phase.
0: Right. So that's a little different in bhakti, right? Or you know, or it could be we think, well, okay, I figured out, I've memorized a hundred verses in the Bhagavad Gita. I'm a really good devotee. Now let me take up some other interest in life. But generally that's not the case of devotees because they are experiencing the Paramdristva, the higher taste, and uh and it's it's ever increasing. But it is it is interesting how the journey is is as important well not as yeah, in some ways as important as the goal, the, the sadhana, the practice. Mm. Yes, Jiva
3: The process and the goal are also same. There's a story that Srila Prabhupada uh, used to narrate about uh, a beggar who goes to the king asking to see the gold. The king says, what do you want to, why do you want to see the gold? You're a beggar. And then he says, so, you know, the king asks his treasure to show him. So they walk up the stairs and open the, you know, treasury home, house. And he sees gold, but then he realizes that the steps he took were also made of gold.
0: Uh-huh, but he never
3: good. knew that <laughs> till he saw the gold Very good. <laughs> so the process in the goal is also the same. So you engage in devotional service now, when you attain the goal, you engage in devotional service then. Yes. Arigash. Yes.
0: Impetus is different. Uh, that's to finish your, uh, Andy, your your question. Uh, the impetus in Vaidhi Bhakti is the instructions of Shastra, the, the uh, instructions of the spiritual master. And it's not that one forgets those in in ragunuga Bhakti, but the, the impetus is, is one's devotion, one's love. It's just become much more spontaneous. And it includes uh, spontaneous love for the Vaishnavas, spiritual, master, spiritual masters, I should say. Text 5. The personality of God, appearing on the shoulder of Garuda, seemed like a cloud resting on the summit of the mountain known as Meru. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen clouds? Uh, at the top of a mountain, or even sometimes below the mountain, and then you see the top of the mountain? Yes. So, okay, So it's a very beautiful sight, isn't it? So that's, that gives us some idea. The Bhagavatam is full of so many metaphors and analogies to help us understand things. The transcendental body of the personality of God was covered by attractive yellow garments, and his neck was decorated with the jewel known as Kustubamani. The bodily effulgence of the Lord dissipated all the darkness of the universe. The Lord's face was very beautiful, and his head was decorated with a shining helmet helmet and golden ornaments. So you see, this is not Vrindavan, right? Would Krishna be wearing a shining helmet with golden ornaments? What would he be wearing? Peacock feather, yeah, maybe a turban or something. Yeah, right, yes. The helmet was dazzling and was very beautifully situated on his head. The Lord has eight arms. That's how many arms does he usually have in (laughs) Vrindavan? Two. Four is Vaikuntha. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Brinavon. You thought I said Vaikuntha. Which each held a particular weapon. The Lord was surrounded by demigods, great sages, and other associates. These were all engaged in his service. Garuda, the carrier of the Lord, glorified the Lord with Vedic hymns by flapping his wings. Imagine that. Garuda appeared to be an inhabitant of the planet known as Kinaraloka. Very, So you could just imagine this sight, Garuda's flapping the wings of Vedic hymns. Around the neck of the Supreme Personality of God it hung a flower garland that reached to his knees, so very long. Right? His eight stout and elongated arms were decorated with that garland, which challenged the beauty of the goddess of fortune. With a merciful glance and a voice like thunder, the Lord addressed the sons of King Prachini Parhisattva, who are very much surrendered unto him. The personality of God is that. This is a very important verse here. My dear sons of the king, I am very much pleased by the friendly relationships among you. So this is what pleased Krishna. The friendly relationships among you. All of you are engaged in one occupation, devotional service. I am so pleased with your mutual friendship that I wish you all good fortune. Now you may ask a benediction of me. Prabhupada writes, "...since the sons of King Barhisat were all united in Krishna consciousness, the Lord was very pleased with them. Each and every one of the sons of King Barhisat was an individual soul, but they were united in offering transcendental service to the Lord. The unity of the individual souls attempting to satisfy the Supreme Lord or rendering service to the Lord is real unity. In the material world, such unity is not possible. Even though people may officially unite... They all, have, they all have different interests. In the United Nations, for example, all the nations have their particular national ambitions, and consequently they cannot be united. Disunity between individual souls is so strong in the material world that even in a society of Krishna consciousness, members sometimes appear disunited due to their having different opinions and leaning toward material things. Actually, in Krishna consciousness, there cannot be two opinions. There is only one goal, to serve Krishna to one's best ability. If there is some disagreement over service, such agreement is to be taken as spiritual. Those who are actually engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead cannot be disunited in any circumstance. This makes the Supreme Personality of Godhead very happy and willing to award all kinds of benedictions to his devotees, as indicated in this verse. We, sh- we can see that the Lord is immediately prepared to award all benedictions to the sons of King Prachinni Barhisa.. Yeah. So, very important point. Because Kali Yuga will even make people who are devotees sometimes have disagreements and fight over this and that. Kali Yuga is very strong. And when we, get, we can get very righteous. Okay, okay, so here it says that Krishna's pleads when we get together. But this is too important. This one point, no, I have to fight. Right? And our egos get in the way. And, uh, and then we go on the internet and we say all kinds of stuff and then someone else goes on the And in this way, we neglect this instruction of the Lord. So it's a very important point as sadhakas, as devotees, and then even as members of ISKCON that we understand that one thing that pleases Krishna very, very much is uh, seeing, I am very pleased with your mutual friendship. And I wish you all good fortune. And even when we have differences of opinion, because that's natural and that's okay, there's nothing wrong with having differences of opinion, right? It's, it's uh, two things it's how we express them, right? I can say, oh, Roganandan, R- 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 you're such a fill in the blank, <laughs> right? Or I can say, that's very interesting, Prabhu. I have a different opinion. Can I ex- would you mind if I express that to you? You see the difference between respectful and disrespectful. Differences, right, <laughs> right, and also that we remember above everything we're devotees. So the, we can use the example from the Mahabharata, right? They would fight during the day, and then the then the uh, Kauravas and the and Krishna's Krishna's Arjuna's side and Duryodhana's side would sometimes get together in the evening and share a meal. So, so that means, you know, okay, we, we may disagree on this level, but above that, we're all followers of Prabhupada. We're all, uh, you know, trying to serve Krishna. And don't, don't let the... But the mind, especially covered by ignorance and passion, especially ignorance, right? Because, uh, uh, what's that verse? Um, kama esha kroda esha krodha-esha. Babaha That from the mode of passion, not being satisfied, then kroda comes mode of ignorance. Anger. Um, so we, we don't, or as Prabhupada would sometimes, he would also say about husbands and wife, that when they were, that when they argue with one another, um, you don't take it so seriously. He said, it, "What did he say? It's like the, Goats uh, or it's like the, yes, yeah, thundering in the clouds without any rain." Yes, exactly. And, well, that's one that I remember. Or, and the other thing, by the way, just as a little aside, is um, if a friend of yours starts complaining about their spouse, don't get into it and say, oh, you're right. I always thought, because what will happen is the husband and wife will make up with each other and they'll remember how you spoke badly about their spouse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just remain neutral in that sense. Yes, Divya uh, Namapuram.
1: Krishna the example that you just gave, I heard that it's one of the Vaishnava etiquettes is also to uh, when you when not talk bad about any other devotee because especially um, I mean as husband wife example kind of applies to the to the devotees as well. Ah yes. And I think I I'm forgetting it was it was a similar kind of example where let's suppose there are two devotees who have very good relationship and then. Something happens between them, mm-hmm. and then the, the 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 person is talking to you. The devotee is talking to you, and then you speak about them, the other person, the third person. Then uh, and when they patch up later, then Correct. one you're doing a lot of aparad in in that uh, sense, and then secondly, they will know what bad things you said about the third person. So
0: very good. It's it's also good to remember, you know. We've, re- we've talked about this before. It really, really is Kali Yuga. It's not just, you know, we're, what is it saying that uh, if you tell a, what is it? If you tell a fish, if you ask a fish, how's the water? They have no idea what you're talking about. Right? Because it's, what, what's water? <laughs> it's just, right? So we're so surrounded by Kali Yuga. Sometimes we don't, we don't kind of take that step back and know, oh, there were three other Yugas and they're not as contaminated as kali yuga and and kali yuga you know but of course it's hard to avoid right you pick up a newspaper any day especially these days right and it's just kali yuga splashed all over the front page if people still read newspapers instead of go online or the the first the home page of a news site right but it's so so we should remember we it's good to remember that it is kali yuga and kali yuga will sometimes for push us to have disagreements and to get in, to get really, really caught up in them, it's all Kali Yuga. Probably called, translated Kali as the age of quarrel, and hypocrisy. Right. So, um, so it's good to remember that and say, oh, this is just Kali Yuga going on. Let me yeah, avoid that. Anyone here married? Anyone here ever fight with your spouse? Have you ever fight with these other doctors? Never. He says no and she says yes. <laughs> You're very strict and she's lenient. It's, it's the opposite with my wife and I. She's very strict and I'm lenient. Prabhupada was uh, lenient and his wife was very strict. Right? His, his son had got a toy gun. And he wanted another one for each hand. And his wife said, no, no, no. And probably said, no, no, I'll Buy you another toy gun. <laughs> for us, when your son spends money. Like, he said, oh, New York just means spending money. <laughs> 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 well, <okay>. interesting. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, yes? Who else?
2: Something that... Y- you certainly would have said if it had gone on a second longer about Prabhupada's desire that everyone, yeah, this movement will succeed in, to the extent that devotees co- cooperate. Cooperate one with each that?
0: other, yes, yes. So we have to do that. It's a key because no one's getting paid huge salaries. That's, that's one way reason people sometimes stay in an organization, right? Or uh, it's all volunteer and... And it's also natural that there's differences because we if you just look around this room, we've talked about this before, but look around this room, there's so many varieties of uh, uh growing up in Wuhan is probably that different than growing did you grow up in South India? Yeah, south a little different, you think? Wuhan and South India? Let's speak of New York. And even South India is different than North India, it's different than Gujarat. Right? And uh so, so, we all have, you know, we come to, and we have different parents and different social economic backgrounds and different levels of education and different Purva samskars, impressions from previous lives. It's actually amazing that we ever get along. <laughs> that's actually the amazing thing. It's not amazing that we have differences, it's amazing that we sometimes get along with each other, considering our differences. And that's the, one, of the, one of the many glories of Srila Prabhupada is that he could uh, attract. People to Krishna from all different kinds of cultural backgrounds and, and and levels of piety and levels of impiety and so many things. Amazing, uh, you know. Uh, as uh, somebody wrote a song once, uh, a, kind of a, a spoof, but it was about Alachua, and said, "It's a Vaishnava smorgasbord, everything from poverty to Alfred Ford." <laughs> <laughs> <Ambrish Prabhu. laughs> so so Prabhupada had that ability to attract all different kinds of people. And he I was just listening to a lecture today. He was given in India and he was saying he says Krishna says uh, that he is Suridam Sarva bhutanam. He's a friend of all living in India, not just Hindus, not just people from India. He said he said does he says uh, he says uh, does he say Suridam India Bhutanam? Right? Right. No, he's a, so you know, he's, he's a friend of all living entities. So as Krishna is like that, so Prabhupada was able to follow in his, following his footsteps to attract all kinds of people. It's amazing. All right, let's move on. Wasn't I right, though? This chapter is amazing. There's so many wonderful things in this chapter, if my computer will. Okay. The Lord continued, and this is in the same vein. Those who remember you every evening of every day will become friendly with their brothers, and with all other living entities. Nice, huh? Those who will offer me the prayers composed by Lord Shiva, both in the morning and in the evening, will be given benedictions by me. In this way, they can both fulfill their desires and attain good intelligence. What's the next? Oh, this is the next verse that we're going to read. Um, So here, a beautiful statement in the purport. There's no difference between hearing Bhagavad Gita directly from the Supreme Lord, who did that, Okay. And following a personality like Arjuna who formerly heard Bhagavad Gita directly from the Lord. Sometimes foolish people argue that since Krishna is not present at the moment, one cannot take direct instructions from him. Such foolish people do not know that there is no difference between hearing Bhagavad Gita, directly hearing Bhagavad Gita, and reading it, as long as one accepts Bhagavad Gita as it is by the Lord. So, this is wonderful meditation, right, for ourselves. We pick up the Bhagavad Gita, we, actually, we have the same um, potential as Arjuna had. And when we give someone a Bhagavad Gita, as it is, we're giving them the, 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 the opportunity to associate with Krishna just like Arjuna did. Isn't that amazing? Right? So uh, this, there's another uh, letter that Srila Prabhupada wrote about this that uh, I can't, I, but it, it's basically the same point that don't think that, uh, oh, Arjuna was so fortunate he heard Bhagavad Gita directly from Krishna. He's, Prabhupada was saying, no, we are also hearing directly. It's the same words. And we also have the Bhaktivedanta purports to, in addition to that. So we get this opportunity to associate with the Lord. Just like in the sixth chapter, the first canto, Prabhupada thanks our Narada Muni for kindly appearing on the pages of the Bhagavatam. Yeah, so isn't, this is wonderful. We, we get the opportunity to associate directly with Krishna. Um, and I was going to play this. Uh, if, if, Jiva, if Jiva Tattva Prabhu can be merciful to us today, uh, we'll, we'll play it for the Sunday open house. But let's see if I can. Powerful thing. Someone asks, uh, is it, you know, we've committed so many sinful activities. Can you. 2.30, yeah, yeah.
4: is krsna One minute. You are not reading Bhagavad-gītā? What Kṛṣṇa said? sarva dharma You surrender to me, give up and all I will give you relief from all sin. Immediately. one minute. My dear Krishna, I was forgotten, now I understand, I fully surrender. That is, without any reservation, without any politics. If you fully surrender, Krishna is assuring. Nāṁ paā sarva-pāpāp with hāma-khaissa. Mahā-sūcha. He reassures. Don't worry whether I will be able to give you relief religion. Mahā-sūcha. Finished, guaranteed.
0: Do this. So, how much time it? requires you surrender to Krishna. Immediately you can do that. <laughs> <He's And blister. laughs> that means you surrender and what? As Krishna
4: says, that is what Krishna said to do. Manmana, Maham, Naptam, Matya, Adi, Maham, Namaskuru. Four things. You always think of me and you become my devotee. You worship me and I'm your respect. Full provisions, and you do these four things. That is full surrender. Then you come to me, without end up. Everything is there. Uh, Krishna has given everything fully. If we accept it, the
0: life is very simple. There is no difficulty. There is no difficulty. So,
3: how did we get on that? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, so Bhagavad Gita Prabhupada is just saying, one minute. Did you see the way he rolls his eyes? One minute. babyo. He says, right, like that, yes. Very powerful. Thank you, Jiva. So we can play that for the Sunday open house. Thank you. Yeah, from 2.30, yeah. Other comments? Okay, so we'll continue then. Text 11. Because you have with pleasure accepted within your hearts the orders of your father and have executed those orders very faithfully, your attractive qualities will be celebrated all over the world. You will have a nice son who will be in no way inferior to Lord Brahma. Consequently, he will be the very famous all over the universe and the sons and grandsons generated by him will fill the three worlds. O sons of King Prachini Barhisat, the heavenly society girl named uh, Pramlum Pralocha kept the lotus eyed daughter of Kantu uh, in care of the forest trees. Then she went back to the heavenly planet. This daughter was born by the coupling of uh, Apsara named Pralom Pralo why can't I pronounce that one? Pramlocha, Pramlocha. yeah it's very easy, right? With the sage Kandu, and Prabhupada writes As is the nature of this material world, the king of heaven Indra is very anxious if a great sage undergoes severe austerities. The whole material world is filled with such envy that everyone becomes afraid of his enemy, of his neighbor. Every businessman is afraid of his associates because this material world is a field of activities for all kinds of envious people who have come here to compete with the opul- opulence of the supreme personality of Godhead. Thus, Indra was very much afraid of the severe austerities performed by the great sage Kandu, and he sent pramlocha to break his vows and austerities. A similar incident took place in the case of Vishramritra. From other incidents in the Shastras, it appears that Indra has always been envious. When King Prithu was celebrating various sacrifices, outdoing Indra, Indra became very envious, and he disturbed King Prithu's sacrifice. So we want to have uh, the abundance mentality. As uh, if you ever read the book by Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, he talks about the abundance mentality. What's the what is the opposite of it? The scarcity mentality. So Krishna has enough mercy to give to everybody, right? It's not that if uh, you know if uh, Raghunandan Prabhu is more advanced than me, uh, I should be you know try to bring him down to my level because I want to get Krishna's mercy or something like that. Right? No, Krishna has, you know, if we, envy is a direct sign of an impure heart and also not understanding Krishna and not remembering Krishna. Right? If you see someone who's, you know, just won the lottery and is driving five Teslas and, you know, whatever, and you think, oh, you know, gosh, I wish. No, you, the, the devotee would think, well, I guess that's, you know, that he's getting his karma or she's getting their karma and they, they, you know, they, they deserve that, whatever they get from previous life, uh, or in this life, and it's very good, what to do, right? Instead of thinking, oh, you know, I should, that was, I should have got that lottery ticket, you know, <laughs> or whatever it is, right? Um, and if someone is more advanced spiritually than us, we can generally understand they were at our level at some point, and to, due to their sincerity, either in this life or previous lives, they, they've been through the struggles that I'm going through right now. And they and I should be inspired by that. Instead of saying, try to trade that, I say, well, it's possible to become like that you know, become that advanced. Right? So and sometimes Prabhupada would encourage transcendental, and the word transcendental is important, competition. Right? But you never knew how that was going to t- transpire. I, I remember um, because I helped uh, edit the book that Burijan Prabhu tells the story of going to Mayapur. And Burijan Prabhu was one of the first grihasas to live outside the temple. Uh, and he was ridiculed a lot by the devotees for doing that. So he started a, uh, a non-leather handbag business. And he was selling handbags. And he... Cons- he, the, he, the way he set up the, the business was he considered Prabhupada the proprietor, and so he gave fifty percent of everything to Prabhupada first. So he, you'd see if you read the letters, you know, uh, Prabhupada would write, "My dear Barijan, uh please send my blessings. Thank you for your check of two hundred and thirty-nine dollars and fifty-five cents, or whatever, you know, because he would literally give fifty percent." Right? So. He, uh, so one time in Mayapur, Tamal Krishnamaraj and Buri Jampu both were in Prabhupada's room. And Tamal Krishnamaraj was in charge of the Radha Dhammadar bus party and so many brahmacharis, shivanin books. And he gave Prabhupada a, uh, a check. For, I think it was like 20 or 30 or 40 thousand dollars, like a, you know, good sum of money. And Prabhupada looked at the check and just put it like that. And then Buri Jampu gave him a check for 500 dollars. And Prabhupada was glorifying, oh, this is so wonderful. This is so good. So, so you know, so he was showing you know, because Tamal Kishma was a little you know proud of <laughs> uh, and so you never know what pleases a spiritual master exactly right and or krishna it 's really the service attitude more than the service, but the point is that we should catch ourselves when we see that little I, and I think the way I, the way I see envy in my heart is just for at least those few seconds before I can catch my mind. I feel a little happiness at somebody's distress, right, you ever notice that, right, <clears throat> like that, and that, that's a sign of envy, and ultimately, envy in the most, uh, um, what's the word, pernicious, pernicious no, 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 thank you for that, that's a good word, uh, no, uh, not, I was, it's not esoteric, in the most, uh, most anyway, basic thing is a, a, a envy of Krishna, right? That's what it ultimately comes down to, right? Uh, what's that verse? Ichha, dvesha samutena dvandva mohena bharata. That we have, probably, said, we have the, the original Ichha, the original desire, is I want to be God, and the original dvesha, envy, is who made him God. Why should he be God? I should be God. Right? I should be the controller and the enjoyer. So, Yeah. So envy is something that's not fun. Some, you know, the mind has this way of uh, the mind loves to be bewildered. Sometimes you ever notice that, <laughs> even though it seems so painful, and and envy the mind might think, oh no, this envy is very good, but it actually really hurts the heart to be envious. And I told that I think I told that story about. Um, I guess I understood this to some extent. One time I was a new uh, sankirtan leader, I was in charge of the book distribution temple. In, probably in the late 70s. And um, I inherited this program that whoever distributed the most books would go to India. Right? And there was like 20 of us. And it was, it was during the uh, Prabhupada Marathon. In those days we called it the Christmas Marathon. And it wasn't a very nice atmosphere amongst the devotees because they were kind of like upset when someone did better than them because they were going to go to India and they weren't. So I, I, I guess I had some understanding of this And the next year, I made a different plan. I said I set a very, very high goal, super high. Nobody thought we could achieve it. And I said, if we achieve that, we all go to India, wow, as a team, right? And it created a totally different atmosphere, where everyone was was encouraged. If someone distributed a lot of books, and oh, that's wonderful, and everyone was encouraging one another, and we actually reached that goal. We all went to India. So Krishna I, I, I always thought of this verse, the, the one the one that we t- verse ten, that uh nine, eight, sorry, eight, that um when when Krishna sees that we're working together in a common goal and respecting one another, then he manifests his mercy. <laughs> one year the competition was so bad. <laughs> this was, I was this was nineteen seventy-eight and I was in England and <laughs> This one devotee, he ate breakfast first really fast and then he went to the shoe room and tied everyone's shoelaces in big knots <laughs> so, so that he could get out and you know, we, we were still unknotting everything while he was out distributing books. So that's when it really got bad. So, okay. Now, any thoughts on Envy? No, <laughs> no. Yes, you. Actually, what happened was I cheated that year. I went to India because I was like, um, uh, there was one, we, we did it by how much Lakshmi was collected and I, I was like $100 short of I was second place. So I asked my mother for $110.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so, um, so I went to India and she didn't. And I felt so bad about that. Years later, I actually contacted her. You know, now I'm a grihasta and you know getting a job and everything. And she was living in Alachua. I contacted her and said, Will you please let me pay for your trip to India? <laughs> you know, because I felt that I had committed such an offence against uh, a Vaishnavi.
3: Yeah. Uh, das Thakur, he describes that you can use all of the like calm ah, and yes, Krughmasra, yes. but you cannot use any Krishna's right.
0: service. Yeah. Very good. Yes, you understand that point? There's these different things that are kind of bad, right? Lust, anger, greed. And a lot of them can be used somehow dovetailed in Krishna's service, but not envy.
3: And another point is uh, why is Indra so envious? His company is one of his best friends, is Takshak. Acha, there you go. That's a snake, and snake are envious by nature.
0: So, other thoughts on envy? Yes, Raghunandam.
5: Um, even in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna quite a few times stresses the point of receiving the knowledge without envy, mm-hmm. because the That's envy right. blocks from receiving that knowledge. Is that the third verse of chapter nine?
0: And, and he, right.
5: Also, in I think third or fourth chapter, also he. Fourth chapter, I believe. Someone look
0: up nine three. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, uh, he mentions that, and then even in the few verses back, the Supreme Lord Himself is saying, accepting the orders of your father with pleasure in your heart. Ah. So they did not have any. Oh, me, oh, he's giving this order to me, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, with pleasure, they are receiving the order of the superiors. So mm. uh, when I was reading that verse, I was thinking like, I have lots of superiors in my life and spiritual authorities too and they give me some guidance or instructions. How much... Joyfulness I have in my heart when I receive those instructions, that determines whether I will be able to successfully do it or not.
0: Yes. Is it is that about envy in nine three? No. No. What's... Oh, not being faithful. Because you're not. So. Um, okay, I guess I got that wrong. Not the first, not the last, not the first time I got things wrong. Uh, but where is? Gyanam teham sa pravakshami anusuyave. Where's that from? It's 9-1. Ah, I was only off by two, uh, so go to 9-1. Yes, there you go. I was only off by two verses. <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> Supreme Personality of God has said, my dear Arjuna, because you are never envious of me, I shall impart to you this most confidential knowledge and realization, knowing which you shall be relieved of the miseries of material existence. Very good. Other things on envy. No questions today? <laughs> Very Shanti, Shanti. <laughs> okay, let's carry on then. Text 14. Oh, wait a second. Was there something else I wanted to read here? Oh, yes, there were some other things I wanted to read. So we want to be careful of envy. And um, this verse, unfortunately, I didn't write down the famous verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita: it's Nisiddhachar Kutinati Jivahim Sanam Laba Puja Pratishtadi Yata Upasakagan that um, some unnecessary creepers growing with a bhakti creeper are the creepers of behavior unacceptable for those trying to attain perfection diplomatic behavior, animal killing, mundane profiteering mundane adoration and mundane importance all these are unwanted creepers Kutinati, or diplomatic behavior, cannot satisfy the atma, the soul. It cannot even satisfy the body or mind. This is Prabhupada's purport. The culprit mind is always suspicious. Therefore, our dealings should always be straightforward and approved by Vedic authorities. If we treat people diplomatically or duplicitously, our spiritual advancement is obstructed. Jiva Himsana refers to the killing of animals or to envy of other living entities. All these obstructions have been described in this verse as unwanted creepers. They simply present obstacles for the real creeper, the bhakti lata. One should be very careful to avoid all these unwanted things. Sometimes these unwanted creepers look this is interesting. Sometimes these unwanted creepers look exactly like the bhakti creeper. They appear to be of the same size and the same species when they are packed together with the bhakti creeper. But in spite of this the creepers are called Upasaka. A pure devotee can distinguish between the bhakti creeper and a mundane creeper and is very alert to distinguish them and keep them separate. And then the next verse says, If one does not distinguish between the bhakti creeper and other creepers, the sprinkling of water is misused because the other creepers are nourished and the bhakti creeper is curtailed. Wow. What's that? Where is this? Uh, It's verse 159 of some chapter in Madhya <laughs> But you could do a quick, uh, anyone use, uh, I, I mean, I can do a quick uh, folio search. Yeah, if you just, uh, here, uh, you want me to do it for it? I'll just type in Upasaka. Saka, Upa, oops. I'm gonna tell you in a sec, Upa Saka. Um, that, that's Adi Upasaka is a popular word. Still, I'm sure it's leela. No, I'm sure it's leela. What's that? 19th chapter? Thank you. Is that uh, Sanatana Goswami Shiksha or Rupa Goswami? Yeah. Rupa Goswami. Okay. 19159 and etc. Just before that, just after that. Okay. That's a very important point, this uh, whole thing about the Bhakti Lata Krip Lata. Creeper. Uh, And so, in other words, what would be, what's an example of something that can look like the Bhakti Lata but isn't? Yeah, I just read that, right? That it looks like it. What about you become famous as a Kirtan leader or a uh, Bhagavad Katha leader and you let the fame get to your head? instead of the fact that Krishna is very kind to give you the right words to say or to give you a voice to glorify his name, right? So it looks like, so because when, as if one, sometimes as one advances in Krishna consciousness, one can become well-known. People may offer them donations or this or that. Whoops. <laughs> you can put on, you can put right. Another one might be establishing a Right.
2: Microphone. Hare Krishna, establishing a preference of uh, uh, worshipping or getting darshan of one form of the Lord over another, or
0: well, that's what we have to be careful about because one does have ishta devas, one's worshipable deity. But I see, I see your point. Yeah, we'd have to, yeah. But I think you know, so those kind of things where love, where puja pratishtadi, right? That's what these verses all about. That one gets. Uh, this uh pratishtha, this uh, Prophet adoration distinction.
2: Or I love I love Srila Prabhupada, but I don't care for Iskar.
0: Yeah, or so many things. Yeah. So we want to be careful to do uh, that. Did you have oh okay. Yes, Master. Hare
3: Krishna Prabhupada. So um, I was thinking of an earlier verse where you disc, you know, identified how we all should cooperate towards a common goal of serving Krishna and Srila Prabhupada and Guru so, <clears throat> it is clear like what you have just read aloud about Bhakti Lata bij. if at all we all have that, we are careful about Bhakti Lata bij, and we have that faith, uh-huh. we will trust each other and we will not have envy or discord amongst... Yes. So there could be several reasons, but uh-huh. this is clearly one area I see where there could be harmony and people cooperating with each other and otherwise case would be what you are asking,
5: an yeah. example
0: Good. I mean yes. So we want to be careful of these things. And that's why it really helps to have the association of the other thing about devotee association, especially with our peers, is it's not just it's we're not just a mutual adoration society, right? I can say, raghunathan Pur, I really you know, I, you know, we may be good friends and we take prasadam together, and then I as a good friend I might be able to say you know, I've noticed you're not chanting around so attentively these days. Right? We, in other words, in, in with respect and with kindness, and and the other person knows it's coming from, a, as they say in America, a good place. Right? It's not coming from a critical thing. And we want to help each other. We want to help each other uh, advance in Krishna consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> the person who criticizes my Japa the most is my son. He'll say... You can't be doing anything else while you're chanting. Sit down. Okay. <laughs> Devi Microphone is just behind you.
1: Yeah. Um, Prabhu, like the example that you were giving, which is like you get a lot of praise and everything and adoration, mm-hmm. and you think you're you're something. It goes to your head, yes. Yeah, it goes into your head. Like one of the things I've uh, it's okay. She's heard was about uh, and to give everything to your guru. Give all your yes, um, all the success and everything to say this is all because of Guru's mercy, and it is because right. of him. It's not just a mechanical. Right. It's it's true that it's because of his mercy that he, yes. What are some of the other things you, you think that we can internalize on, rather than ex, because external, someone may think okay, look he's so pumped up and he, he's successful and everything. What are some of the other things internally we can do? Well, or externally even to...
0: Philosophically, we can understand Parusham Nishu, right? Krishna says he's the ability in in man. Devotees. So, um, we can remember that. We can remember the example... In other words, we can also... We can start philosophically, right? We can remember that Arjuna, uh, greatest warrior in the world, and then at one point, he couldn't protect some ladies from some like. Village guys who herded cows for a living, because Krishna withdrew that ability and said it wasn't. And Prabhupada writes in the purport it wasn't necessary for Arjuna to go back to Godhead to have that martial. So Krishna giveth and Krishna taketh away, right? And so, so we can remember that philosophically that whatever I do, it, it's uh, you know it's 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 giving. You know, Krishna is giving that ability we make our endeavor and that endeavor should be there but it's but it's krishna who man proposes and god disposes mm-hmm. and then uh, giving credit where credit is due and and it's one thing i'm just bringing up because we're talking about it so much in the gbc these days is is it's gurus plural right the the uh, shastra very clearly says that the shiksha gurus and diksha gurus are to be respected as the same and we have Sometimes an overemphasis on Diksha Gurus in, in, in our society. Um, as a, And really, our if you look at these disciplic succession uh, that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur wrote, it's, it's a Shiksha succession. That doesn't mean diksha, Shiksha can be the same person, right? But it does mean that we have respect for others who are guiding us in Krishna consciousness, not only. Yeah, like that. It's just something that was on my mind because you mentioned, you know, because uh, we're talking about it. Right now, and it's very interesting, on a, on a phone call with Banu Swami the other day, who was a great scholar in our society, and he was talking about the very high honorific statements in the Shastra about the spiritual master, and he said, every one of those is relating to the Shiksha Guru. Yeah, Because <clears throat> in the Vedic times, he was saying, Diksha was actually generally the father giving the, the Om Burbuva, the, the mantra to the son. Um, but then the... yeah. But, but of course in our society often the shiksha and the diksha are the same. But one can have many shiksha gurus and one diksha guru.
1: Yeah, and, and Prabhu, like one more thing on the... I'm just remembering the there were some lectures on Vaishnava etiquette by uh, Bhakti Charu Maharaj. Mm. And he was saying that, uh, I think it was part of VIHE. Uh, oh yeah, yeah it's an old so class. He was, he was saying that every your, even your spiritual master's god brothers are also like your guru. Yeah. So, oh, so Siksha Guru, Diksha Guru, yes. that's and very then clear also in Ch... Your spiritual marchas, masters, masters, godbrothers, we should all respect them
0: as your Guru. That's very clear in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Right? Yes, Mahatmaji.
1: Like we also see that uh, Narottamdas Das Thakur in his bhajans also mentions, like uh, in one of the bhajans, like um, Dayakaro Sri Acharya. Prabhu Srinivasa and then Ramachandra Sangha Narottamdas. Narutam das. So it is that uh, I read about their lives and it uh, come to find out that um, <coughs> Ramachandra is the disciple of Srinivas Acharya mm. and uh, Narutam Das Thakur was on the same level of Srinivas Acharya. Right. So they were like uh, pals, right? Yeah, peers. So, yeah, peers, peers. So... So the thing is that, but Ramachandra shared a more intimate relationship with Narayana. They N- were N- friends, Thakur. close friends. Yeah, close friends. So yeah. it was, yeah. So guru's uh, friends, like God brothers or, you know, the peers yeah. are also the same as guru.
0: We can learn a lot yeah. from the Chaitanya Charitamrita about how to relate to one another. Thank you for that. Go ahead. Say it. Go ahead, Raghunandan.
5: But in that example, the most amazing thing is, Narottam Dashtakur is hankering after Ramachandra's uh, association. Yeah. He is in the, Ramachandra is in the position of his disciple actually, but he is not seeing him like mm. that, but he is seeing him as an elevated Vaishnava, and I just want his association
0: always. <laughs> nice. That's your point, right? Yeah. Ramachandra Sangay Mage, Narottam uh, should we move on? Go quickly, Jiva.
3: Hare Krishna. So in our discipline succession there's more of Shiksha guru's That's what I was saying. Because yeah. God Krishna thought about He never had a Diksha. You know, He never received one from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Devishinara didn't give Diksha to Vyasdev. It was Shiksha. So it's enlightenment through yes. knowledge and realizations. Hare Krishna. All right, so... Hare Krishna, um, just one
2: statement. Oh, yes, go ahead. I'm er- sorry. Er- everything that has been said about uh, Diksha and Siksha is, is correct in my uh, understanding. I just wanted to add one point that when we offer worship, we offer worship to the Diksha Guru, but not
0: When we're doing necessarily the, the, the with... Pancharachaki Vidhi, I have to learn more, study more about that. I'll ask Banu Swami about that one. But yeah, generally, at least in Iskhan, for sure. The one, who, the one who gave us Diksha, we... Uh, yeah. You put a, when we're doing that worship in an ISKCON temple, the picture of the Diksha guru, if it's not Srila Prabhupada, is on the arti uh, tray. That's the ISKCON rules. Thereafter the child... Is that what we're up to? Thereafter the child who was left to the care of the trees began to cry in hunger. At that time, the king of the forest, namely the king of the moon planet... Out of compassion placed his finger, which poured forth nectar within the child's mouth. Thus the child was raised by the mercy of the king of the moon. Try to explain that to certain people in this world. (laughs) Since all of you are very much obedient to my orders, I ask you to immediately marry that girl who is so well qualified with beauty and good qualities. According to the order of your father, create progeny through her. So this, of course, is not the standard. uh, This is... uh, um, uh, polygamy in reverse <laughs> right <laughs> just like with Draupadi she married the five Pandavas uh, but... you, Yusya Maharaj gives us examples of precedent Yes, um, you brothers are all of the same nature being devotees and obedient sons of your father similarly that girl is also the same type and is dedicated to all of you thus both the girl and you the sons of Prachini Bharisat, are on the same platform being united in a common principle the Lord then blessed all the prachetas, saying, "My dear princes, by my mercy, you can enjoy all the facilities of this world as well as the heavenly world. Indeed, you can enjoy all of them without hindrance and with full strength for one million celestial years. That's a long grihastha ashram. <clears throat> Thereafter, you will. And, and by the way, when they say enjoy, it doesn't mean like you know, you know, uh, you know, going, you know, getting drunk and you know." you know, gambling and going to the casino, you know. is all very pious. Yes. Thereafter, you will develop unadulterated devotional service unto me and be freed from all material contamination. At that time, being completely unattached to material enjoyment in the so-called heavenly planets, as well as in the hellish planets, you will return back home, back to Godhead. Those who are engaged in auspicious activities in devotional service certainly understand that the ultimate enjoyer or beneficiary of all activities is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus, when one acts, he offers the results to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and passes life always engaged in the topics of the Lord. Even though such a person may be uh, participating in family life, he is not affected by the results oops, I just went too fast of his actions. And Prabhupada writes in the purport that this Krishna conscious movement is therefore the greatest boon to humanity because it keeps one always engaged in Krishna's service. The devotees think of Krishna, act for Krishna, eat for Krishna, sleep for Krishna, and work for Krishna. And then later on Prabhupada writes that if one is placed in material opulence, oh, so first of all, isn't that kind of cool? You can even sleep for Krishna. You like that, Kirtan? Yeah. yeah? So every time you go to sleep, you say, and your mom says, wake up, you say, I'm sleeping for Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> and you can eat for Krishna. Um, you can work for Krishna. But the next thing I wanted to, the main thing I wanted to focus on was this next part. If one is placed in material opulence due to the special mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he should not consider that opulence a cause of bondage. When a mature devotee is blessed with material opulence, he does not become affected adversely, for he knows how to employ material opulence in the service of the Lord. And at the very last sentence, material opulence... detrimental to devotional service, is taken away by the Supreme Lord, whereas the person who is mature in devotional service is given all material facilities. Because usually in the in classes in this con, we hear, nami, hari dinam and everyone gets a little scared, right? Where it says, you know, my first installation is mercy as I take everything away, right? <laughs> oh, God, well, Krishna, please don't be that merciful. You know, <laughs> just be a little merciful, right? But we have to, you know, look at the whole thing. Prabhupada liked that verse because he applied it to his life. But if you think about it, he also applied this verse to his life. Because, yes, Krishna, it didn't work out. His business kind of went kaputsky and this and that, right? At the same time, look at what opulence he had. He had a palace in cities all over the world, right? Right? so, it, it's up to Krishna. Uh, there, there's verses that say that, yes, yeah, there's a, and there's a whole context. I did study it, but being in, um, yeah, here it is. So the, the translation is, the personality of God had said, if I especially favor someone, I gradually deprive them of his wealth. <laughs> then the relatives and friends of such a poverty-stricken man abandon him, In this way he suffers one distress or another. You think, oh, that's, thanks a lot, Krishna, I really need that help. Um, let me. But but the point here is that here in this verse, Krishna, something else is happening. So really, it, you know, one has to look at everything in. And Krishna sometimes bestows. Uh, the, oh, the the question was, who should we worship, Shiva or Vishnu? Now I'm remembering in the eleventh canto, because the, I forgot who was saying it. But uh, was it um, probably was Uddhava, saying, Well, it seems that Shiva's des- devotees are more wealthy than. Yours, and that's the context within this. Where Krishna is really saying, "But I give a much higher benediction. I give myself to the devotee." But here we're also hearing that uh, the prachetas got all kinds of opulence, right? For how many? How long did we say? Yeah, a long time, (laughs) right? Right. So it's you know, it's it's up to Krishna. We I know devotees who are very poor, and I know devotees who are very wealthy. Right? Even just look in our Iskan society, and people somewhere in in the middle, right? So it's so we shouldn't get too um, freaked out. Is that the right word? <laughs> By the Yasya Yama verse, and you know, it's, uh, the devotees giving a class. You you know, Christian's very kind. He takes everything, and rips everything apart. Oh. <laughs> Those are the kind of classes I would hear in the '70s and '80s, and you know, kind of. And for as a Brahmarshi, I was like, hey, this is great. I love this, you know. That was great house, you know. but the point the point is not that he, the point is that he makes us whether we're poor or rich we become we remember Krishna and we become dependent upon his mercy we don't become proud of our wealth we don't become distressed by our there is this um it's almost time but there's this uh guy I some person who's going to get drafted very high in the uh NFL draft that's coming up soon so he'll make tons of money and he came from a he came as a refugee from another country and he was just saying yeah we would just bring buckets of water from the neighbors and that was our you know that's what we had to use for bathing and he said we never thought we were poor because we didn't we thought everyone was like this right <laughs> and he said uh, he said that when he first was invited to this university to play uh, football for them and they he, they took him to you know this like banquet for lunch and he didn't need anything. And they said, why? He says, is this free? <laughs> he didn't have the money to pay for it. Right? So um, the point is that it, you know, in, in any situation, according to our karma, according to how things work out, we may be this, we may be that. Um, but the, the, the focus should be on remembering and having uh, love for Krishna. We could talk a lot more about it, but it is time for uh, the next episode. And so um, we have. So we don't have class next week. I'm going to be in India actually for the next three weeks. I believe the next three Sundays. So no class for the next three Sundays. But then we will continue this chapter, Krishna willing, um, in late February. I think it's or it's March 1st. I think next the next Sunday, the fourth Sunday from now is March 1st. I believe.